Welcome back to the Plant Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Smith of Guide to Wholeness, and I have been in pure creation mode for the last couple of weeks, working through the edits of my book, my upcoming memoir called Wholeness Within. So I'm super excited to share that with you soon, but I'm looking to find the balance in it all and in these projects and, you know, managing stress. And this episode, it was so helpful for me and I know it will be for you as well. I interview Taylor Devolio. She is the founder of Her Wellness and she's a holistic women's wellness mentor, nutrition coach, yoga instructor, and Reiki level two practitioner. She carries a degree in business and her degree in psychology helps to not only understand herself, but to understand her clients. So Taylor specializes in herbalism with a concentration in hormone health, allergies, and immunity. We talk all about this and her passion is teaching others about the connection between a fertile body and fertile mind. Taylor believes that when you connect with yourself, the core of your creative source, you can create anything you desire. When she's not working with clients or making her next herbal concoction, which I have tried one of hers, it's out of this world, uh, you can find her camping barefoot and dancing in the woods. So I resonate so much with Taylor and instantly connected with her and know you will too. Welcome to the Plant Wisdom Podcast, Taylor. I'm so excited to have you here. And we met at your beautiful Mother's Day yoga outside with Reiki and um, herbal tea, which is so, so good. It was just such a soul nourishing experience. So had to have you on for that. And I would love to learn how you got started in all this. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for having me uh, here tonight. I'm, I'm really excited to share a little bit about what I do and how I ended up being at, you know, the Crane Estate that day for our Mother's Day event. So, <clears throat> gosh, it's kind of like, where do we start? I, um, I think I mentioned briefly with you about how we have so many different roles when we're in the alternative wellness world and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where, where was the beginning of it all. But I'd probably say that um, my journey in at least health and wellness um, really peaked when I was in college. Um, my parents are definitely heavily invested in the health and wellness world. I never ate healthy as a kid. I completely was against majority of the things that they uh, try to drill in me for a long time. <laughs> And uh, eventually I came around. Uh, they, you know, for almost two decades, it eventually worked. And they were kind of ahead of the trends as far as health and wellness goes, um, you know, as far as their interest in, you know, no dairy and avoiding toxins in the home and, uh, you know, eating clean and all of that and how it really affects our overall health. And I got invested in the health and wellness world a little bit and um, just, you know, eating better for myself and understanding how that affects my mood and how I feel, you know, as someone who struggled with anxiety and being on birth control, um, you know, as a teenager and in college and everything, I definitely, you know, started to 
dive into how that affected my body and my hormones. And it wasn't something that was really kind of for me at the end of the day. And tough to find alternatives, of course, during that time when you're, you know, not looking to get pregnant or anything. But I'd have to say that getting invested in um, hormone health when it comes to birth control at a younger age and trying to find alternatives, uh, especially since we're taught that, you know, being on birth control is going to help regulate our um, mm. our cycles and ease our period symptoms and for us to just feel generally better. But you know, I, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't really feel that much better. I definitely felt like it was, you know, manipulating my body in certain ways. And I wasn't sure how this was going to affect me long term. So I did some digging and I decided to, you know, pull a plug. I got off birth control. This opened up so many other issues when it comes to your body and balancing your hormones and, you know, struggled for years, uh, not feeling well, basically, you know, every cycle was completely different. But throughout the journey, I dived into, you know, health as far as you know, nutrition and diet goes, um, exercise, uh, meditation, mindset, all of that for easing symptoms. But I got really invested in herbalism and herbalism and finding certain herbs that would really help uh, during those times was something that really piqued the herbalism field for me. And um, then I took a uh, health and nutrition course from David Wolf. I don't know if you know of David Wolf. But no. Yeah, he's a great guy that I followed for a long time. And he had a program that I uh, ended up taking and learned a lot more about herbalism and, um, you know, just finding things in nature that are just out there for us to, you know, mesh within our in our lives and kind of give us what we need to thrive. And so that peaked an in interest. Then I got really invested, of course, into hormone, like, you know, in hormone health, kind of meshed all together. I got, um, you know, certified as a yoga instructor and a Reiki practitioner. So when I do these events, I kind of combine depending on the occasion or whatever type of event that I'm running. Um, I, I, I bring in a little bit of the aspects of all these things that I've dived into over the years, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's so beautiful. And I really resonate with that too. Like I remember being a teenager and then being told, okay, you'll go on birth control and it'll help with your acne and with your mood and your cycle. And then, you know, I think it was a couple years ago. That's when I stopped taking it. And I learned all these things like your personality can be completely different um like because of your emotions and I really did notice that so it was like whoa um and I love that then you turn to these um herbal remedies as solutions and you know that led you to yoga and it's all connected and so what really drives like your passion behind her wellness and the events that you do yeah I mean and just going back to that, I mean, I hear so often when I start to tell my story about birth control, I hear, you know, just how you mentioned that, you know, you've gotten off birth control, you've had your own journey with it and everything and finding out what works and what doesn't for you. Um, I think what really drives the passion is just kind of the lack of uh, knowledge that's out there, you know, the education that we don't have as far as, um, you know, something that's really 
powerful when we unlock it is our ability to tune into our own bodies and understand what it's, you know, saying to us, what it's there to teach us. Uh, sometimes we, you know, can take, you know, some type of uh, medicine, which, you know, God bless that we have advanced in so many ways. And sometimes it is absolutely needed. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's can be overused um, in ways that it suppresses what our body is telling us that could lead to really powerful healing and connection with, uh, you know, with our with ourselves, our intuition and everything. Yeah, that's such a good point, too. It's like, that's our natural cycle, our natural way of being and it doesn't always need to I mean everyone's different but um I see what you're saying is like it's overdoing it sometimes and working with you know our intuition um and being in connection with our cycles so important in that way and were there any like herbs that you use that help you balance your hormones or you know heal from coming off of birth control yeah, so <clears throat> I do make this awesome tea um, that I used frequently. Um, right now, I know, I don't know if you remember at the event a couple of months ago, I, I was then maybe what, five and a half months pregnant. <laughs> I'm now seven. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been a little while since I've had the tea, but uh, <laughs> I still <laughs> it upstairs. Um, so I usually make it with, you know, nettle, lem uh, lemon balm, uh, cramp bark, you get some Jamaican dogwood in there, um, really some great herbs that are going to be, you know, anti-inflammatory, uh, they're going to help with the uterine toning, um, they're going to help, you know, relieve those muscle spasms that we can get with the cramping. Um, lemon balm is great for just kind of that uplifting because, you know, of course, our hormones and our cycles are going to greatly impact our moods and how we feel, you know, during certain times of our cycle. And this is something that I love, love bringing up is it's completely okay to feel, you know, not really our best selves at certain times during our cycles. That That's completely normal. And you know, sometimes we try so hard to fight it when it's like sometimes during our cycles, we want to be expressive and outgoing, you know, during ovulation, we feel a little more um, confident and, you know, willing to share and do things and all that. And, you know, when we get closer to, you know, our first day of our cycle and when we start our period, it's, you know, we're a little more uh introspective and, you know, want to bring on that self-care at the attitude and everything. And, you know, it can affect our brain health at that time. So when we use certain herbs to help with that, I think it kind of gives us a break on being hot on, hard on ourselves and understanding like it's okay to be here. It's okay to not really feel that great right now. Um, we can embrace it and do nothing. And if, if we know about herbs, we can always integrate some of those herbs uh, as well. Um, one thing that I like to mention too, as far as, you know, not just making a tea, but, uh, you know, you can really implement the use of ginger root, which, you know, is an herb and very beneficial for a multitude of usages during this time, uh, ginger root in a tincture, which is absolutely amazing for cramping. Um, I highly recommend ginger root uh, tinctures, which I do make. Um, ginger root is great to have on hand. 
You can always use it as like, you know, chews that you can get. Sometimes I don't love these because, you know, you get like the candied ones, mm. the sugar and sugar is one of those things that can trigger our period symptoms a little bit more. Um, let's see some other ways as far as herbs go. Red raspberry leaf tea is also really mm. good. Red raspberry leaf is great. That's also something that I, you know, was luckily able to take during pregnancy. I didn't during the first trimester. Some people still will. Um, but I waited until the second trimester and that's beneficial for pregnancy, beneficial for period cramps, all for similar reasons because of the uterine toning. And then <clears throat> I'd probably say one of my other favorite ones for herbs. Maca is a really great one um, to have on hand. I love maca in general. So many people will be like, what's your favorite herb? And I think maca root powder is really amazing. Um, it just, it can be put in so many different things. Um, it, you know, usually comes as a powder. You can take it as a capsule. Uh, you can also put it, I usually make like, herbal chocolates, or you can put it in hot cocoa or your coffee. Um, maca is great for balancing your hormones. And that can be just in general throughout your entire cycle. Yeah, I definitely want to get back to working with maca and making I used to make hot chocolate with that like years ago. I don't know why I stopped getting it. I don't know. I guess I like, you know, went through a phase, but I want to get back to that one because I did feel like it really did balance my hormones and like I didn't have as many mood swings um, in my cycle. And, and those are such helpful tips with the other herbs. And I will say that tea you made was literally some of the best tasting tea I've ever had, like <laughs> ever. It was like, I was savoring it. And I think there was like elderflower in it too, or like lemon yeah. and oh my God, it was so good. So good. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, if I remember correctly, it was a little bit of a cooler day. Yeah. And, um, you know, allergy season, of course, had hit. So usually with every event, I kind of base it on what's going on with the time of the year. Are we gonna, yeah, work with allergy season? Are we gonna work with the moon cycle? Or maybe what type of herbs are, you know, thriving at that time of year? And uh, yeah, that was uh, something I think I would made like, elderflower lemon balm nettle leaf yeah eye bright great great for allergies great for allergies um yeah and the um it's funny because i go back and forth too and it depends on the season you know tea uh was great then you know it was a colder day now we're getting into iced tea which you obviously can still make but just you know have it be chilled for the summertime and then uh you know, during the warmer months, especially when like uh, you have the holidays and everything, the herbal hot, you know, cocoa is really lovely. And that's where I'll throw the maca powder in. And yeah, my, and I usually focus, like if I do anything with chocolate, I usually focus on hormone health. You know, how can we balance the hormones? Um, I guess still technically related to how you can relieve um, period symptoms, you know, chocolate in general, you know, cacao is a great, great, um, you know, food source that we can use to 
really help our bodies to regulating our hormones and feeling better, boosting the mood. Um, things like ashwagandha is a great one that you can add in um, for hot cocoa and uh, chocolate bars. Uh, there's, there's so many good things. Now I'm thinking like makunas out there, shatbari root is amazing for women. Shatbari root is such a powerful, powerful herb. Um, Makuna I mentioned, and then mushrooms. You got like the whole mushroom uh, oh, yeah. Mushrooms are great. The chaga, reishi mushroom, so much good stuff. Yes, yeah, I love, I take ashwagandha and I am also taking chaga now. Um, I just noticed such a difference too. Like even in, I think chaga is like beauty too, or like, mm-hmm your skin and hair and people are like, your hair is so shiny. And I mean, I use like essential oils too, but even shinier, I think from like the chaga that I'm doing. And so those are all such great ways that we can. And I've heard of Shatavari too. I think from another woman on the podcast who does um, tea blends, like loose leaf tea blends. And she had talked to me about Shatavari. So I want to try that, but these are all great ways to, you know, support your hormones with tea. And I have a question too, like what drew you to doing these kind of experiences? Like they're so unique that you have outdoors with yoga and with these teas and, and like what drew you to bring it? Cause I just noticed like doing yoga outside is even more refreshing. And when you're connecting with like the earth and the fresh air and how did you get started with that? Yeah, that's a great question. And I feel very blessed to have been sparked on this journey actually through a, a partner of mine that I used to have a company with called Soul Sparks Haven. Um, this other girl was in my yoga teacher training class. And she actually just kind of, you know, came up to me and said that she you know, kind of had this message that we're going to do work together. Um, it kind of seems like just like a drawing, you know, like an attraction type of thing. And we, we just went forth on it. We decided to firstly integrate yoga. And then uh, she knew that I was really fascinated in hormone health and herbalism. So I was able to bring that to some of the uh you know, events that we would create. And then she was really invested in um, like arts therapy, nature uh, type of events, meditation and all of that. So we shared, you know, the meditation aspect of things. We are both Reiki practitioners. And then of course we were, you know, yoga instructors after all of that, after the training. And so we did that probably for a good I'd say about two years, um, maybe a little less. We probably hit our first year right before COVID hit. So we had plans to, you know, of course, have that summer, um, you know, with events and everything, but they just kept getting canceled left and right. Um, She lives, you know, a distance from me. So we kind of, you know, did what a lot of people did during COVID was kind of adjust our plans and figure out what our next steps were going to be. And we decided at the end of that summer to, 
you know, go off in our own direction, which we both were kind of already doing behind the scenes. Um, she was building her business and then I was building my business, her wellness at the same time, um, which was more so, at least for me, I was doing more online work um, just because I couldn't do anything in person. And so by the time that I was able to, you know, start back up again in person, I just went under my own brand and was lucky enough to stay in contact with the vendors list that we had already built. Um, so we, you know, just communicated for the following season when we finally were able to start events again. And here we are, I'm just doing it on my own and specializing more in what, you know, I do versus expanding it with the specialties of somebody else, um, which, you know, has its ups and downs. It's great when you have a partner and someone to share the workload with, but now you can also focus on what you're good at and really build, you know, yourself and your brand and all of that. So it was definitely a blessing to have that spark uh, to help me get where I am right now. Um, but I'm loving it. I really, I think it all worked out the way that it was supposed to, and uh, it's, it's going really well so far. Yeah, what a journey. I mean, I relate to that too. I've gone through like a similar experience with first and I think it, it makes sense like what you're saying. It gave you like that spark and that start and and now you've created such a unique experience and must just feel so rewarding too to have finally be able to do it now outdoors and you have so many events lined up. I know my mom and I are planning on going to your session in July. I think it's like yoga under the elm. Um, oh, good. Yeah. 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 I think that's just like what everyone needs right now is like to be outdoors, be in person. And you take it to like this whole other level, like when you're smelling the different um, plants and the tea and you have this lovely um, like bath salt at the end with the roses and it's just like just a really powerful experience of like bringing plants together with yoga and with the reiki and um, I just think that's so powerful to do it outside so thank you yeah, yeah. That, that event was one of my favorites it was the first one that really kicked off the season too it was one of the bigger events and uh Yoga Under the Elm is something that we did last year, um, which was really great at one of the um, venues that we've been at for the last couple of years um, in uh, North Andover. And that one won't be as expansive with all of the uh, <laughs> sensual things <laughs> and all of that, but you do get so many different elements. And um, what's great too about having a basic yoga class, and I don't even want to say basic because, you know, a yoga class is a yoga class and yeah. nothing boring about it at all, but, uh, you can still bring a lot of those senses into a class, you know, even if it's just a class and not exactly an event that's going to involve all of those goodies and, and everything and something that's still really special each class and having it outdoors is always amazing. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. I'm so excited about that. So um, I want to know more about like, where did you study? I know you said David Wolf. Um, is there anywhere else? Like, how did you learn all about herbalism and Reiki and putting that together? I know you're Reiki level two, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so <clears throat> I guess a little bit of 
it all. So the health and nutrition coaching program I did, yes, David Wolf, the Body Mind Institute, which was an online course, and uh, yoga teacher training I did in Middleton, Massachusetts. Um, so not far from my hometown. I'm in Salem, Mass. And um, I did it with a studio that's no longer open anymore, uh, Barefoot Yoga Shala uh, with Jenny Lane. She was wonderful as a guide, as a yoga instructor. And, um, you know, we had a pretty big, as far as I'm concerned, a bigger group of trainees. Um, so it was really great to kind of have that diversity. And that was a nine-month program uh, that I did. And um, through that was where I got Reiki certified. There was a girl there that was a Reiki master and she was offering, uh, you know, training people if they were interested in being Reiki certified. So I did that uh, level one with her during yoga teacher training, like while I was still in the program. And then I believe it was after graduation that I did the um, second part. So becoming Reiki two certified, um, with her and then kind of integrated everything together. And I feel like my background too. So I've been uh, involved in network marketing as well for gosh, for so long, my dad was involved in it when I was in a kid, when I was a kid too. So that's where his whole health background comes from. And, um, that kind of is really what was the umbrella of it all that kind of branched me into this world a little bit and understanding nutrition and how that integrates with uh, hormone health and um, herbalism was my own little niche that I felt was something different than what everybody else was kind of getting involved in. Um, I've considered developing more like getting more involved in hormone health specifically. I took a um, my most recent certification that I finished, gosh, maybe a little over not this past January, but the January prior. I took a holistic women's wellness mentorship with um, Cara Marie Anata, and it's through uh, Wellness Blessing Academy online. And this, I guess, focused my niche more in the fertility world, um, the pregnancy world, the birth world. And that's kind of what I focus on right now, especially while I am pregnant. It was really such a great compliment to be able to have taken that course, um, not only to integrate it into my business, but then to you know, now be able to utilize it for my personal usage, you know? <laughs> so yeah. a lot of different studies, a lot of different studies that really go hand in hand. Um, and I still, you know, to this day, think of all the different <laughs> classes and courses that I want to take. Um, I always say, you know, I'm a, I'm a Sagittarius. So I definitely feel like the lifelong learner in me is, is, is very innate. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love that though. I love like hearing like you took this yoga training is nine months. That's wild. And the Reiki too. Like, I think it was actually at your event where I'm like Reiki level one and I 
like I was like oh how are we gonna do Reiki with everyone you know like and then you did it distance and then I was like oh my god I have to get my level two like I'm the same way like I'm always learning and I love it's just like fun too and then you use them you know in your own life and in your business and now that you're you know using like you're focusing on pregnancy in your own life and then you can like support yourself and then use that experience to support others so I love that and I feel like if you don't take the step to further your education you can't always decide if something was for you or not if you don't test it out so I mean I've been lucky to be heavily invested in what it was that I signed up for. You know, I did my due diligence and researched whatever it was that I was going to get involved in and ended up loving it. And then, for example, it was like last year I was planning on, you know, getting involved in adding doula work and becoming a doula um, to my field just because, and this was before I was pregnant. And just because I was involved in the fertility world, I was teaching others about hormone health, how to, um, you know, live according to their cycles and just to work with their sacral chakra and how to not only feel best in their own, um, you know, in their bodies throughout their cycles and everything, but I wanted to get more invested in, yeah, the birthing world. And, you know, ironically enough, I, I ended up getting pregnant and things shifted again for me. And as I interviewed so many doulas, I interviewed, (laughs) got to a point where I was like, my boyfriend's like, can we just choose one already? (laughs) (laughs) We definitely interviewed a lot of doulas, but um, it was just, I feel like I learned so much from just the interview process with doulas that I almost felt like, I don't know if I want to be a doula anymore. I don't know if that's for me. Like I, you know, so it was like, that was also a learning experience and a really good firsthand experience. Cause you're, you know, I feel like the best research is you actually having conversations with people and asking them questions to learn about the fields and, you know, learn about what works for them, what doesn't, um, stuff like that. I feel like that's great, uh, great research for anything that you're going to do. And, I feel like that was part of my education to be like, oh, maybe doula work isn't actually for me. So it's something that I might not do anymore. <laughs> yeah. And you learn through that experience, like how else would you ever know by, you know, mm-hmm. talking to so many people and then that'll help you realize that and that kind of guides you. And But if you never try something like you would never know. And I've, I've gone through that too. And for me, I don't know why it was actually, I took a herbalism course and like, right away, I was like, Oh, my God, this is not for me. (laughs) Even though I like love like, you know, drinking herbal teas, and I switched into essential oils, and I got certified in that. And so it was just like, a learning experience, like, oh, even though I like using these things, it's like, I'm not the one to like, do them. And I would have never known if I tried that. So I love that you're constantly, you know, like, putting yourself out there and learning um, to see what's right for you. And I think that it makes sense though, that you're drawn to like the pregnancy and fertility aspect and like the female cycle. Um, and that, that could have been part of it, you know, but you would have never known by going through that. Right. And I, I agree with you that it's interesting how we can dive into something 
and it's just not quite right. And then, you know, you find aromatherapy and it's something that's, even though very similar, um, can also be very different. And I think it also depends too, like what, um, what certain education program agendas there are. I think sometimes you might be really fascinated in a field and fascinated with a topic and we're not totally in love with the way it's delivered or the, um, like the protocols behind it, if you would. I think sometimes that can really drive people away, even if they're really heavily invested in the topic. Oh, a hundred percent. I think that was what it was with this because yeah. it was a ball, like, you know, taking leaves of the plant and then drying them. And like, I just didn't, I just wanted to learn about the concepts, you know, and like the, what plants are good for this. Like there was some of that, but it was more so like the manual labor behind it. And I was just like, this is not fun. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like I honestly, it's funny because so many people ask me like, where did you get your herbalism training and all this stuff? And I have to be completely frank. Like, you know, I got it a lot through the David Wolf program, but you know, that was me watching this guy walk barefoot around Hawaii or like in the back of his home, like finding wild herbs. And, um, you know, as much as he, of course, like very much like respected the earth and what each, um, you know, herb provided for you and all of that. Um, it wasn't as, intricate as what I think, at least in my assumption, which maybe is poor for me to do right now, but to think that an herbalism training class is going to be a lot more official, a lot more detailed. Like I'm sure there are people who are heavily invested in herbalism who um, know how to care for a plant, you know, from seed to, you know, digesting it. Whereas for me, it's like, I understand the benefits I understand, you know, I know where to buy them. I know how to look for good sources, but it's just a different aspect that I'm interested in. And that could very well change if I furthered my education and got a lot deeper invested into the field. So who knows? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point too. And what a cool experience to see that, you know, this guy like looking for the herbs in Hawaii, like that's, (laughs) that's so cool to actually see it. I think you're probably you probably got the best training from that because I think online it can be hard to to like transfer that knowledge in some ways if it's like not intentional so I think that's so important and I'd love to know what you find is most important about herbalism and how that can this knowledge can help people with their holistic health and wellness yeah um I think it's kind of like this I don't, I don't want to say that it's advanced in any way. I think herbalism can scare us sometimes because it's one of those things that, you know, there are a lot of herbs that you do have to be careful about. There's a lot of herbs, like if you're taking medications, um, you know, if you're pregnant, if you're breastfeeding, if you have certain health conditions, um, there's definitely a lot of things to stay away from. So it's not really a one size fits all. It's not like you're going to be like, you know, an apple is great for everyone or, you know, stuff like that. It is this facet of information that does take a little bit of not necessarily education or training, but just deeper information that has to be collected before taking that jump. And I think that's where it can draw the line for some people to not utilize its benefits fully. 
Um, but I do find that there are so many benefits to so many different ones. And I think because it is this alternative field, if you would, you know, there's not as much study for, you know, like I said, a one size fits all type of thing. It is unfortunate, um, but it's definitely not something that should go missed, if you would. Like there are definitely still a lot of herbs that if you can't take this one, you could probably take something else that would be helpful for you. And I think it's kind of like this missing ingredient. I think that, um, you know, with diet and nutrition, you can only go so far. I'm a big believer in supplementation, whether it's vitamins, minerals, and then now I add herbs to that mixture because the food that we have um, isn't providing us with what we need in order for us to feel good and feel our best selves. And then we, you know, lead to certain illnesses and ailments and disease and everything. And I think herbs can be a great preventative measure. They can also be great remedies. Um, yeah, I think they're just a very great complement for the overall health and well-being for our bodies, especially especially when it comes to mental health and how many mm. there are for mental health and adaptogens, adaptogen herbs that are out there. Um, it's just amazing what what really is there, and it's like this. It's almost like this hidden treasure. <laughs> like yeah. I, feel, I feel like I opened up a box of goodies when, you know, I'm trying to fix my, or, you know, work with, I should say, I don't want to say fix, but it's like to deal with my anxiety or deal with, you know, PMS symptoms and mood swings and, um, you know, pain, bodily pain. Um, it was kind of like opening up a box of goodies and like a box of remedies. And I personally, you know, since I got heavily invested in herbs, like I didn't take a mitol for four plus years. I didn't take any type of pain medication. I haven't taken any um, over-the-counter medication since I learned about herbs because there's always something for something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could not like, agree more. Yeah, and like I've just explored it enough to realize that there is an alternative that I personally feel is going to give me a long-term um, ben you know, benefit to my body than a short-term fix that could potentially be more harmful for my body in the long run. Um, and that's where I think herbs can definitely be beneficial. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yep. I agree with literally everything you're saying. The, the whole thing, you know, the diet, you need supplements, you need the herbs. And I was called like intuitively to add to like regularly take um, adaptogens last year, like for stress, for immunity. And then this year was when I was called to do like the herbs, like loose leaf teas. And now I've been drinking like I've tried so many different ones in the last six months I think um right now I'm doing like Damiana oh. and yeah that was one I've actually like heard about years ago and, and it wasn't until this year where I was like it really helps I think with anxiety yeah um, and yep. it's like like 
I don't even know how to describe it for like love purposes, if that makes sense. Yep. Yep. It works with that. Yep. Because <laughs> <laughs> increasing the libido in ways. And it's amazing because I also feel like, and I love the way that you're saying, um, you know, you, you were called to it. And I think I remember chatting very briefly with you about this and how it's so fascinating, like plant medicine, it is, it's where we're called to it. There's this, powerful force of nature <laughs> no pun intended yeah. <laughs> that just naturally occurs that you just feel connected with it and drawn to its healing power and its potential to um you know work with the body for what it is that you're looking to achieve and um i think it's great how you know and some of these herbs you know are used in ayurvedic medicine where you know, you, um, you know, it's, in, you know, like, for example, like Shatvari is one of those Ayurvedic herbs that increases uh, sattva, which is like healing energy inside of the body. Mm. So it's like Shatvari was one that's really, really helpful for women. And they had, like, you know, you know, they believe that it has this healing energy that it carries this, um, it just carries a certain vibration, I guess, is what I really kind of want to say. And when we're working with certain things that carry a vibration, and if we as beings are vibrations, how can we kind of intermingle those to vibrate the way that we, you know, want to in order to feel good, to feel better, to heal, to, you know, whether it's increase our libido or ease pain and, and all of that. I think they all carry these really powerful energies with them. Oh my gosh. So yeah, shots of Ari, that's going to be my next one. Like I want to experience those healing powers. Like that sounds right up my alley. And, and yeah, and it's like, they all have these different energies, like what you're saying and powers and that will like specifically call to people. And I, the woman I referenced um, earlier who really changed my mindset of like seeing herbal teas as like supplements and healing is, um, Christine's teas and we did an episode I think heal yourself with tea and that's right. since then I've like explored all these different herbs and and like you really notice a difference like a shift in your your mood your health and it's like what you're saying it's just part of supplements you take and just to be healthy um, and well in our modern world where we don't get the nutrients from the food because the soil is depleted of nutrients so right it's almost like we really need these right now more than ever absolutely especially right now I feel like so many people are you know heavily invested on how to boost their immune system and yeah. and this is like a little treasure box that some people don't know about and um, I think we can say you know the general public we you know all have our um, you know encounters with anxiety in one way or another to some extreme you know, to not as severe levels. And um, Chattavari is one of those that I actually take in a supplement that I, I sell. I sell it and it has a bunch of different minerals in it. And then Chattavari is the herb that's in it that I, I mean, as soon as I have any type of, um, you know, you can feel it coming on, any anxious feeling, whatever it might be. This is just one of those that does wonders. And I've always known, um, you know, that there is a connection with anxiety and depression to the lack of minerals and vitamins yeah. that are 
foods. And it really just comes down to, yeah, that depletion of nutrition. Even if you're, even if we're trying so hard to eat, you know, super clean and we're eating organic and we're washing the pesticides and glyphosates and all that stuff, like off of our fruits and veggies and whatever it might be with what clean looks like to, you know, each one of us. It's 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 it really isn't possible. I really I really find that supplementation. As much as I say, we should get our our uh, nutrition from natural sources. We just aren't provided with it as much as you know we used to way back in the day anymore. So that's why the supplementation is so important. Yep, I'm with you a thousand percent. This is what I <laughs> share with everyone too that I work with on social media. It's like, yes, yeah, exactly that. It doesn't matter if you eat healthy, you're still not going to get everything. And so it's really important to do that, not only for your health, but like what you're saying, your emotional well-being, your mental well-being. I've just noticed such a shift. I could never go back without taking supplements like or Absolutely. tea or any of like that stuff, like I would be a wreck. <laughs> Absolutely. And one, one of the other ones that I noticed, like I think two I can think of off the top of my head that I feel immediately better is magnesium is one of those. Yeah. Like, yeah if we're not supplementing magnesium in some way, that's definitely going to have a huge effect on our anxiety levels and how we feel. Um, and Makuna, Makuna is something I discovered a few years ago that I now it, I get it in a powder and that's something that I'll sneak in in like you know a hot cocoa or you know some other type of mixture if I'm making it with like blackstrap molasses um mm-hmm. but this is basically gonna it's like a natural source of L-DOPA so this is great for your nervous system you figure you know anxiety and that restlessness um anything like that, it's going to stabilize your nervous system. It's going to help with even like your posture. I mean, it's just like, there's so many things that like your overall bodily, like being emotional, being everything, it just gets so impacted by some of these herbs. And as we talk, you know, with adaptogens, I love how they work specifically with each person's body. So it's going to work differently for you than it is going to work for me because it's going to do what your body needs and then what my body needs which could be two totally different things like how powerful is that I know (laughs) I know that's so important to understand too like how these adaptogens work it's so unique to you and and only like it'll know what you need in that moment and support you like that's magic, <laughs> pretty Absolutely. much. Absolutely. And that's what I love. Um, Makuna, I got to look to see if it is actually considered an adaptogen, but I guess I only thought of it um, was because Makuna is one of those that can help with addictive behaviors. Mm. So this is something that they always recommend if like, you know, you're a smoker, um, because that's like a behavior. That's like this whole overall, um, like, system taking place in the body, mind, spirit, all this stuff that with it being a natural source of L-DOPA and working with the brain and the body, it cuts that craving, which just feels, it just, to me, it just seems so deep. Like it feels so deep to me that like, okay, there's this herb that's going to affect such a change within me. 
that's going to affect like <laughs> what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis, like kind of changing, like, affecting your personality in a way. And I think it's true. I think our personalities get affected by what we eat and what we intake. And when we're supplementing or taking certain things that are going to influence our personalities, then we overall generally increase, yeah, our frequency and we can start to attract better. We can start to live um, higher vibrationally. I mean, it really, I mean, it does. It goes, it goes so deep, all this stuff. Oh my gosh. Yes, it really does. And like, just thinking back to even just that, you know, workshop that you did, like that frequency was like out of control, like so high vibe and you're so high vibe right now. And it's just like, it matters. Like you can tell, like you're doing this, you know, support with the herbs and with energy. And it really does make a difference in your energy that you put out there. And then that influences the collective. So it's like benefiting everyone. And I was going to ask you too. So before we wrap up, like, so you, do you sell these teas? I know you said you have a supplement. I'm definitely interested in that, but how does that work? Um, and what's next for you? Yeah. So a little bit of, <laughs> it's funny, I'm just like, how do I want to put it? I've been adjusting, if you would, to all of the changes and adapting with, you know, COVID and, and, and being pregnant definitely put me into a different shift as well, which is all really great. It's just helping me narrow it down even more. Um, but right now I did actually just release, um, my website finally, it's something I was working on for a while. Um, so I have my website and my blog up there. Um, you can find me at herwellnessroots.com. And, um, I did just put up, you know, what services that I would be offering, which I have been taking on Reiki clients, you know, throughout the pandemic, because that's something that I can do online that's something that I still have available. Um, holistic women's wellness, uh, mentoring and life coaching is available. So this is something where, um, it starts off first with, you know, a discovery call or a consultation where I kind of determine, are we, you know, going to just have some, you know, life coaching sessions? What can I help you with in your life? Or is it going to be more specific to health? Is it going to be more specifically geared toward hormones? And are you struggling with fertility, PCOS? Um, Are you struggling to conceive? Is it something that you need um, assistance with uh, pregnancy, birth, uh, postpartum? So there's that. And then... Yoga, I do, you know, of course, with the events, I'll be running through summer um, till mid-August. And then I do sell products. So right now, I didn't plan to be in person selling any product. Um, Last year was the year that I was planning on joining forces with, you know, farmers markets and different areas locally to sell teas, tinctures, uh, cordials. Um, essential oil roll-ons and stuff like that. But since I didn't do it last year and then becoming pregnant, I was more focused on doing the online stuff because as I mentioned, you know, I do sell product, but it's through a different company. 
and um, they focus on clean living. So it's like um, non-toxic household care and personal uh, care products and stuff like that. Um, so that's something that kind of helped me stay afloat during COVID, honestly, just because I wasn't doing anything in person. Yeah. So that's something I still do um, pretty heavily right now. And then um, I think that <laughs> it's funny. It's like all these little different things, but they somehow all work together. <laughs> oh my gosh. I feel like I relate to you so much on that. And like, I'm also in network marketing with essential oils and um, I work with doTERRA and yeah. I was going to ask you if that was the company that you worked with. <laughs> no, the company that I work with is um, called Modare. It's, um, yeah, they, yeah, like I said, you know, very into clean living. Like I love the uh, idea that I guess clean living also can be, you know, the umbrella is also the idea of um, eating clean, which yeah. I think I want to say like more so living clean than clean living, yeah. um, non-toxic household care. So like ridding your home of all the toxins, um, personal care products, um, skin care products. They also, um, one of the biggest things that we really focus on is gut health and collagen, um, which gosh, could be a whole nother. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, gut health is definitely something that I really really integrate into hormone health because it's just mm -hmm. so heavily connected. It really is. Um, but no, yeah, the company is called Modier and I love it. I've been with them for quite a while now. It's actually the same, same company that my dad was in, you know, as a kid. Wow. They have just such a great mission. I love that. Um, they really are supportive of, you know, the environment, everything's recyclable, anything that you, um, order, uh, especially, you know, the way that it's packaged and all their products are gray water safe, which I think is really powerful and heavily missed when it comes to, um, you know, mainstream products yeah. is that how is it affecting our earth? You know, when yeah. you know, and your body wash, when you're washing it down the drain, like how is that affecting our water supply and, you know, the earth in general. And I just love that, you know, looking to support companies that go not only to heal and help each individual, but also how can we, how can we work with the collective? How can we work with the earth? How can we work with, you know, the ways that's really going to make big, big imprints, you know, in the world? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Their mission sounds very similar to Zotero. That's why I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. I wonder if it's the same. Like it's that same idea of clean living like supporting ourselves, but also I think about that all the time of like, oh my gosh, what's the stuff going down the drain or like the, you know, yeah. the toilet, like where is that going Definitely. You know, in our oceans? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's so powerful. It's so great that, you know, you're, I think you have um, those sheets where you can make your own type of products, which is amazing. Like, I think that's so powerful. And so handy like people need that I you know yeah. the store these days like you just can't find I mean I walk into a store it's just like scary how not one item is something that's beneficial for us in any right? just like so harmful I know I it's know not, people it's, have not no idea. it's like oh, terrible <laughs> yeah yeah and it's like 
becoming more conscious of that. And once you do that, like you just feel well on all levels, like, you know, your spiritual energy can be higher and it just, everything is connected in a holistic way, but it sounds like you have so many exciting things coming up and and I'm also excited to come to your events um, in July and see you there. Um, but it must be so nice for you to, to, to spend that time outdoors and be with nature, and especially on your pregnancy journey and like connecting with the earth. And that must be so, so nourishing. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited to see you and your mom there again. And I'll, uh, I'll have some more of these events before I kind of nurture away into my home. Yeah. <laughs> I'll so be doing exciting. Yeah, I'm so excited. But lots of good things to look forward to. Yeah, for sure. And I wanted to just say thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And just you're such, such a light. And I'm so glad we connected. And I resonate so much with you. And and I feel like we have a lot of similar interests of the herbs and taking care of ourselves. So thank you for the work that you're doing. And I'm looking forward to seeing you soon. Yeah, thank you so much for having me tonight. I appreciate it. This was really lovely. I feel high, highly vibrated right now. Yes, <laughs> like, me too. To have conversations, you know? Absolutely. Putting ripples out into the world. It does. It does. So thank you so, so much. See you soon. Thanks, Emily. We'll see you soon. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. And if you did, I would love to hear from you in a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts.